Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Welcome to the fourth and final lesson of our feedback series. Let's do a quick review. We've talked about where does feedback come from. We know there's resistance, especially with constructive feedback. So remember to insert the word opportunity for the word feedback. You'll get a greater acceptance. We talk about the feedback stats. Eight to one, when we lead with people's strengths, people engage eight times more. 76% of people are at their most motivated state when they're progressing. So we have to be conscientious to acknowledge those things. Tasha Yurik's book, Insight, talks about 95% of the people in the survey saying, I'm highly self-aware. And then when she tested them, she found out only 10% were. So the first technique we taught you is permission plus the sword. Gary, would you mind if I shared with you an opportunity where we could work more effectively together? That's permission, the sword. And Gary, the last thing I want to do is assume where you're coming from, because I think that would be unfair to you. And I would love to discuss and hear your insights. The sword is so I don't make assumptions. You are owning why you're having the conversation, which creates a much, much less defensive recipient. Next, we talked about getting feedback before providing. I think one of the healthiest things, especially if you're a leader, is to ask people, what's the best way to give you feedback? What's the best way to give you feedback when you're performing well and we're maybe at times where you have opportunities to improve? Notice I didn't say feedback. And when you make a list of the people, really three columns when you make your list. Make a list of your people, column one, What's the best way to give them feedback? Write that down when you find out the answer. Next column, slash marks. How many times have you given strength feedback? And how many times in the third column have you given constructive feedback? And that creates a positive feedback mindset for you. You're actually giving yourself coaching and feedback by doing those those sheets with your, your team members if you happen to be a leader. Next, when we approach... Have an opportunity mindset. See, again, and I shared it, I think, in the third lesson, I love people with negative attitudes. One, I know what the issue is. It's pretty obvious. Number two, my mindset is I'm giving this person an opportunity to turn around, improve where most people wouldn't even entertain training. Let me say that again. I'm providing someone an opportunity to turn things around where most people wouldn't even entertain trying. The second key is language. We share opportunity, perspective, and the word and. Approach. How you look, your facial expression. Understanding your own emotional intelligence. Understanding theirs. Remember, the provider, you, the provider of feedback, has an important role in this process. Now, we already know when we give feedback that the recipient's already going to be challenged. That's why when you invest in the good things, calling people into the office, pulling your teammate aside, saying you're doing a great job here, here, and here, and you're specific and you're authentic, you have built up trust. 
When you provide feedback, use a technique called dovetailing. Julie, here are the three things that you're doing exceptionally well, A, B, and C. And I think about public speaking becoming one of your strengths as well. Hearing that, what do you think we could do to explore that? See, when you start with three strengths and you use the word and, it's inclusive. It creates momentum in the conversation. So that was a quick recap. Let me share with you the three lives of feedback. And this is where we get in trouble. See, we tend to think of feedback being in the moment. I remember, and I'll never forget this, I had a leader who really gave me some of the most awkward feedback I've ever heard. He said, I tried the feedback lesson and the guy, it just, it didn't work. I mean, he got really angry and I smiled and I said, so what are you going to do? He said, well, it didn't work. What he was saying was basically, I've given up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going. See, feedback is not a conversation. It's a series of conversations woven together if you're truly committed to somebody else. Coaching is the same thing. It's not a conversation. It's a series of conversations woven together. So with that being said, you have a before, during, and after. So let's say I'm going to coach somebody with a negative attitude. Now, what I might do before, this is just a thought, you don't have to do it, is I might send out an email to Chris and say, you know, Chris, I'd like to meet with you Friday. Um, I've got some areas of opportunity for us to explore together. Some are going to be really positive and some might feel uh, opportunistic in nature, if not constructive. What I would ask you to do is to come with a really open um, mind, a really uh, accepting mind, a forgiving mind, knowing that I want to have this conversation. I may not do it as perfectly as I would like. So give me a little bit of latitude because I want to sensitively have a great conversation. When I've done that, people who are the most abrupt and negative people will come to that meeting, not calm, not friendly, not smiling, but they will come with a little bit more presence than what they normally do. So before you have a conversation, how do you set expectations? Notice I also inserted myself. I may not do it perfectly. See, when people hear things they don't like to hear, boy, do they judge and label and criticize quickly, don't they? Then when we're in the conversation during, I'm going to bring everything into play that we've already talked about. My mindset, my language, my approach. I might use permission. I'm going to use the word we a lot. I'm going to use the word opportunity instead of feedback. Here's the critical component. So think about before in a circle. Think about that being at 12 o'clock. And then at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock, you're going to have the following. So before is at 12 o'clock, three o'clock is going to be during the conversation. And then we have to talk about after. This is the critical component. When you coach, let's say someone with a negative attitude, I'll never forget this. When this gentleman said, that I tried, you know, your, your techniques didn't work. And I said, okay, I said, well, let me ask you another question. How long has this person been exhibiting that negative attitude? He said, oh, for years. I said, so what I hear you saying is, you expected this to work in one conversation. And he smiled and he goes, yeah, that doesn't sound right, does it? I said, no, I get it, right? I said, so what is your next plan? He hadn't thought of that. Because what we tend to do when we give feedback, especially for those of us who get nervous with giving feedback, it's in the moment. I hope this goes well. 
That is not the end of the feedback. If anything, it's the launching of a conversation. It's the continuation. It's the start of a continuous conversation. So think about before. What if we send an email or we prep them verbally saying, I want to sit down tomorrow and have a really thoughtful conversation. Insert the behaviors you want this person to exhibit. And also lead with some vulnerability. By the way, I might be a little uncomfortable giving you this feedback because I want to do it in a way that's professional and thoughtful so you receive it well. You can use language like that. Then during, which we've talked about, then after, what can you do? Send an email afterwards. Thank you so much for having the conversation. Even if they were abrupt, even if they were resistant, what I'd love to do for the two of us is get together where we can continue the conversation and explore ways to, and then fill in the blank. After is critical. Acknowledge So if you have someone with a negative attitude who typically just walks away and their self-regulation is low and they're abrupt and they say, well, I just disagree and they walk away. Let's say they stay for the whole conversation. May not be what we're looking for, yet it is progress. And you acknowledge that by saying, Tom, I really appreciate you staying and walking through the full conversation with me. I got a couple of other things I want to share with you. One, something you're doing really well. And another area where I think it takes us back to that conversation. And I want to kind of dive into it a little further. And I think where we have an opportunity, fill in the blank. See, the after is important. What did they do well? See, a lot of times feedback gets predicated upon the issue. Yet you also have to coach the person who's dealing with the issue. So when I say, Tom, thank you so much for having that conversation. I appreciate you listening. I noticed we had a really good conversation, even though we're probably not in the you know, same sphere of agreement. That's okay. I really appreciate what you're doing as you're conditioning for the next conversation. Keep listening. Keep going forward. We're going to get through this. See, there are three lives of feedback, before, during, and after. Before, set expectations. During, our approach, our language, our mindset are critical. Permission plus the technique. And then after, when you acknowledge what somebody did well, even if they demonstrated disagreement or resistance, you're chipping away, you're nurturing. Now you got to call them into the office for the good stuff. So again, if we're talking to Tom about his negative attitude, yet he does a great report and he figured out how to report some data that nobody had thought about and you call him into the office, and your boss is there, and you praise him, yet you want to continue the conversation next week about his attitude, won't he be more willing to receive that after this gesture, after this authentic strength-based feedback? That's where the opportunity lies, everybody. So remember, feedback, the goal is to give it so someone receives it and strategically utilizes it. Number two, please call people into the office. Pull your teammates aside. Acknowledge the good things that they're doing. Strengths are powerful. They build momentum. Remember permission plus the sword. Remember, ask, what's the best way to give you feedback before you have to give it? When you approach, remember, an opportunity mindset. Your language matters. We share opportunity perspective, observation, and the word and. Our approach, smile. This isn't an investment. Not about something to create discomfort. And always remember, there are three lives to feedback. 
before, during, and after. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.